You are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. is the one who recommends that we watch honky yeah the 10th doctor is the doctor from um house by the cemetery dr <laughs> organstein or whatever that guy's name was you are going to love bob and his voiceover oh my god that movie was fucked man i i again that's one of those that i know that i saw a long time ago it's, it's something like that and then re-watching it like that movie is makes no sense <laughs> Like, literally, I like, what? What? Like, why do you have a, a, a crypt under your house? Like, that Italy. Why is Bob? Why is Bob? Just that's a question. Why is yeah, just, Bob? Just why is Bob? Exactly. Uh, the ending where I guess the family is Bob dead? Yeah, Bob God, dead? I hope so. God, At the I end, hope so. Like, because he gets brought into their ghost family. Like, did he die? Like, I don't know. Anyway, yes. I Let's do this. I, I usually don't wish death on a kid, but Bob's an exception in, in House of the Cemetery. So on that note, welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs. Fucking Bob. <laughs> worst, uh, those out, the worst those, kid in horror is Bob. <laughs> yeah, those out there listening from the mutant family, I know you all agree. Fuck Bob. Uh, yeah. Listen, there's only one character in no, there's only one child character in horror that comes close to Bob for me. And I know this is a contentious view because of issues of him being on the spectrum, but moments in that in the movie Babadook with the kid, that's close, but Bob takes it. Yeah. Bob, there's no excuse for Bob. Why can't you be normal? <laughs> Why can't you be normal? I'm Bob. I go run around in a cemetery with a girl that might be dead. <laughs> With my Village of the Damned hairdo. Oh, my God. <laughs> my <laughs> Haley Joel Osment face that doesn't fit on my face. Fucking <laughs> Bob. Uh, well, so, yeah, this is a good – this is special for us. This is the yeah, first time that somebody outside of the show who's not appearing on the show mm -hmm. has given us a suggestion for a movie that we're going to do. Yeah. The reason that – we, we had a special guest on the show, Rick Gutierrez, from our old uh, United States of Geekdom days, and he had us watch The Twelve Tasks of Asterix, which turned out to be a fun animated film. Sure. But this is the first time we've ever had a doctor <laughs> who, who we don't even know listens to this show or not, who, 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 who suggested the movie to you. Tell us about this story, Mr. Farmer. So I, my therapist is, first of all, my therapist is rad. Let's start there. Um, if, if he's listening and I'm going to guess that he told me he was going to find this episode of the show when it drops, let him know he's going to find it. So my therapist is rad. I'm very lucky to have my therapist, but he 
he has over the course of my therapy and over the course of us doing this show suggested multiple movies for us to do <laughs> two of them that i remember one of them is the one we're doing the other one he's still trying to remember the name of, but apparently it was like a turbo Christian version of Fast and the Furious. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. This yeah. Kirk Cameron? No, but it, it could. Um, so, but anyway, he is, he's super great. He knows the type of show we do. And he's like, I, one day he goes, I think I got a movie for your show. And I'm like, okay, what, what is it? And he tells me it's called Pray for Morning. I'm like, okay. And he's like, it stars Udo Kier. I'm like, yeah, all right. You're, well, yeah. You definitely I mean, you... have been listening when I talk about my show. <laughs> yeah, when you mentioned the name starring Udo Kier, then, yeah, he's definitely a lizard. Like I said, what was funny was before I decided on us doing, um, like I mentioned on the last month, before I decided on us doing Extra, we were almost going to do uh, Andy Warhol's Frankenstein with Udo Kier. With Udo Kier. <laughs> oh, either it was way, be Udo, Udo Kier month. Yeah, either way, he's made it onto our show. That's right. And it won't be the last time, let's be <laughs> honest. Um, but I'm just going to read the uh, Wikipedia synopsis since neither of us know what's going on with this. No. But from his explanation is it starts out as kind of a standard mid-2000s haunted house movie. Okay. bunch of kids break into a haunted house or a house that ends up being haunted. Um, but then it spills out into like the real world. So outside of the house, like when they get out of the house, it follows them out is what he says. And he, en okay. he enjoys it just because it's the height of that level of ridiculousness. You know, um, I, I have a feeling we're walking into another reeker here. <laughs> um, there's going to be a lot of vaguely, electronic music um uh, you know like like electronic kind of new metal -y type of music involved i think um bad cg probably um and uh and i think we're gonna like it a lot is what i think is going to happen but the, the in 1984 a group of five high schoolers had broken into an abandoned hotel as was tradition after graduation they were all gr gruesomely murdered at the, ins at the insistence of one of the sets of parents, the police brought in a psychic as they could find no leads. The psychic said that the, murder that the murderer was still in the hotel. The police searched and found no one. The psychic dies in her sleep that night, and the search was never continued. The murderer was never found. Twenty years later, six students planned to enter the hotel. Two younger high school students found out what they were up to. And uh, they wanted in. The plan was during the course of one night to find all five rooms where the students were murdered. They find a severed hand in the first room and it unleashes a horrible curse. After the first two deaths, they find they find out that they need to find the other hand and the body and bury them together. So that's what we're getting into. Udo Kier, uh, Jonathan and, and Trent. Jackson that, Rathbone from the last airbender and uh -huh. the Twilight movies. Yep. I, yeah. The only names that I know for sure are Jackson Rathbone, Jessica Stroop, and uh, Jonathan Trent and Udo Kier. Those are, but I, they are all every, like every movie that comes out during this time. I watched devour the other day. The only person that I could 
vaguely make out as different than anybody else in the movie was Jensen Eccles, and that's just from watching every episode of Supernatural. Everybody in these movies looks the same. They're indistinguishable. That was pretty common for horror films of like like of this ilk in the two thousand two. Uh huh. Yeah. It, it took a it took a blockbuster like Scream to break that mold. Where, you know, you actually had big, big names. Where everybody wasn't vying for the same roles all the time, so they all looked the same. Bleach blonde tips and a puka shell necklace. <laughs> I I cannot wait to watch this. But I'm sure it's going to be a horrible piece of shit. So this but, is going to be one of those movies where we're going to look at all the male actors and we're going to say, okay, are you an actor or a roadie for Sugar Ray? Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you an actor or were you in the... Um, in the stand video. <laughs> Sorry, Devin. We love you. You you obviously are different than everyone else. You're super special. Um, <laughs> Say, man, you're dissing the sour. No, I'm not. <laughs> but I'm not dissing Stan. I'm dissing the. No, it wasn't. It was the real Slim Shady video, wasn't it? Where they had everybody dressed up like Eminem. Yeah, it was the real Slim Shady. Yeah, no, yeah, Stan was a little more serious than sure. the real Slim Shady video. I mean, <laughs> I mean sure, and Devin, we love you. We, we come on the show, please. We, we want to see you in your beautiful we body, in your beautiful face and body. We want to see all of you. Come come discuss Idle Hands and SLC Punk with us, please. And Casper and Final Destination again. And whatever else, let's let's go. Chucky, Devin. Chucky, Chucky, Chucky. Yeah, anything you want. Just we'll discuss uh, 1976 Detroit Lions football if that's what you want. Just please come on the show. <laughs> I we there. I have been contacted I by would people. Shit, that, a gold brick if we caught Devin Sawa on this show. Oh my I god! Really would. Oh my god! I would lose my mind. Uh, friend of the show, Courtney said she's trying to start a campaign to get Devin Sawa on the show too. So uh, thank you, Courtney. <laughs> Please continue. Um, but yes, so I'm excited to watch this one. I have no, besides the fact that I know that Udo Kier is going to be Udo Kier, which is, I mean, that's all you could ever ask for from the man. Yeah. I have no idea what this is going to be. No clue. Yeah, uh, it sounds like it's, uh, it could, it, uh, who knows? Yeah, it, it definitely sounds like another reeker to me. So we'll see what happens with this one. Yeah, it's going to be one of those like um, it's going to like a reeker or like another mid eight. Like, like I said, it's going to be like a devourer. It's it, the movies that pop up on Amazon where you're like, God, I remember that. And I don't mm-hmm. want to watch it again, but you end up watching it again. It's one of those. <laughs> um, so let's let's uh, let's do this one. And um, we will absolutely, I'm sure, have things to say probably about fashion and soundtracking. But we'll oh, do it. Most likely. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, gang. We will be right back as soon as we watch Pray for Dawn. What is that band that did the what do you what am, what do you want or what what am I what do you what do I want to do? I can't think of the name, but it was like indicative of the sound of every soundtrack to one of these movies. Um, came out at that time. It was I think they were like a, it's obviously not Eve Six. That's not the right sound. Yeah, but um, it was that vaguely hard techno um, uh, music. Um, I can't think of the name of the band. I'm going to have to find it and reference it in the next in the next episode, because that is the when I hear a soundtrack that came out at this period of time, 
that is the song that jumps into my brain. Um, so I'll find it for you. <laughs> I'll find yeah. it. Got it. <laughs> and now on that note, we will be right back. Oh, we were watch. still recording. Fair yes. enough. Cool. Of Great. course. Yes. <laughs> All right. Fine. We'll, we'll be right back, folks. Everyone's still in? Yeah. yeah. You're not afraid? No, I am afraid. That's why I want to go. <laughs> there it is. The Royal Crescent Hotel. We're all going in there. Gonna hang out for the night. Didn't like a bunch of people die there in the 80s? These are the five kids who died here all those years ago. The actual crime scene photographs? Yeah. We're gonna visit these rooms. One by one. The places where they died. Hey guys. Maybe we should go? Huh. This is just getting interesting. There's something in here. Maybe we shouldn't do that. <laughs> Someone's in here with us. Whatever we woke up, whatever we disturbed, this place is evil. Can you feel it? Guys, please. These guys taste what we're facing. Yeah, and look what happened. I don't think we're gonna get out of here. You go right ahead. I got a lot. I got a lot to say about this one. Uh, okay, so I want to start off by saying this: <laughs> a lot of people say that the '90s was a horrible era for horror. I'm going to challenge that after watching this movie. Because I've noticed so far that a lot of the horror films that we've watched that are between the years 2000 and 2009 have been total shit. <laughs> it was a rough time to make horror movies. Um, you for a lot of reasons. You could tell this thing went straight to Walmart. You could tell this was a straight to Walmart in the 2000s movie. I think there are a lot of reasons for that that... Um, <laughs> Well, for I think there's a lot of reasons for those movies being bad. Number one, horror thrives during times of um, real during during really difficult times. Um, and well, then it should have been great because we had 9/11. <laughs> well, granted, granted, um, but I think that's reflective in a lot of these movies. Like I, I, I it's not the 2000s were not making fun horror movies, no. right? Um, 
they they were making really um really like psychologically dark horror movies and and, and it it wasn't fun right <laughs> even even the 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 really dark movies that we're getting now like let's say um x and pearl and those they still had joy these movies did not have joy Reeker had was a joyless movie this was a joyless movie mm. um the only and, joy I could say would probably come out of it is Dennis Flanagan probably felt joy that he got Ozark. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, and he had to wait what twenty years? Yeah. He was he had to wait like ten years he to got get Ozark. Blackballed like, for fifteen years before he could get Ozark. <laughs> no, and and also the there's this issue with these movies, and I think the I honestly think the biggest issue was with all of them that we've seen. It's this CG, um, the CG is at a point where it's if you have enough money to make it good, it can be good, right? You got your Jurassic Parks, you got your, you know, the the movies that are good. The direct-to-video CG stuff was still shit, real bad, and that's all these people decided they wanted to use because it was much cheaper to make shit CG than it was to do practical effects. So you get all this like, and in this movie. It's not even like monster CG. It's how you manipulate the frames, and it's just bad. It's bad. Well, not only that, but it's like I texted you at one point. I said it was like the production crew of this film said, look, we found this really cool lighting effect light bulb from Party City. We're going to use the fuck out of it to introduce when Udo Kerr is entering the room. Listen, Udo, <laughs> if before we even get started, I'm going to get asked, do I re, do I request or do i suggest that our fans watch this movie mm-hmm. and the answer is yes for one reason only and that is udo kier because <laughs> udo kier as the secret magician in this movie um he every entrance he makes is angelica houston walking into a dinner party <laughs> everyone he's backlit with like a strobe light he has this like half smile and like half turned hip and his hands are always doing something. It's like, it is, it is very, um, elder drag queen if, if, from my experience. Like Udo it's, is it's, killing it. It's like, what if an elder drag queen made an entrance on WWE? Yes. Yes. And Udo kills it. And you can tell he is acting his ass off in this movie to be, to, to play it as subtle as he can, because he could have very easily gone like over the top with the character. Oh, yeah. But th- none of it was over the top. Um, other than that, I think it borrows. What year did the remake of House on Haunted Hill come out? Uh, either 99 or 2000. I yeah, because I was going to say, wasn't it? Be- it was right, right before. Right on the cusp. Uh, House on Haunted Hill. Uh, the remake of House on Haunted Hill was 1999, so yeah. Okay, so this movie borrows very heavily from um, the remake of House on Haunted Hill and movies yes. of that ilk, um, with like the attempt at doing creepy movement that doesn't work real well with this. Like the director obviously was like, "I, I want some of that in this movie," and they're like, "Well, okay," and then they were like, "This is what we got." <laughs> It's, it's, it's like what was supposed to be creepy movement 
instead felt like when you quickly pressed the fast forward button on an old VHS player. Right, right. It just it, it looks like a seizure instead of yes. a <laughs> a directed movement in a film. It, it's yeah. Um, and the first female victim scream when the effect happens just actually made it hilarious because oh like, my god. It, it did the weird fast forward glitch, and then her, she's opening her maw up to scream at the top of her lungs, and it it happens when the glitch happens. So we see her jaw suddenly go crooked like some bad Hanna Barbera animation. <laughs> was, I, yeah, I they couldn't hold it back. I had to laugh. They try to they try to Vecna these people, and it just doesn't fly. <laughs> <laughs> so the story is. A bunch of high school kids graduate high school, and as a rite of passage upon graduation, um, they go to the this this haunted this haunted mansion, this haunted I, like gentleman's club. It seemed like this haunted mansion, this house on haunted hill. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they all go in, um, and uh, they're they have like crime scene photos because a bunch of people were killed like 20 years ago. I refuse uh, to believe that all those kids who were killed in the eighties were killed in the eighties because none of them were dressed in eighties fashion. They, <laughs> they were all dressed like they were ready to dance in a Mandy Moore video. I was going to say they were about to swing dance in a gap commercial. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, the other reason to watch this is 100% for the fashion because our main heroine in this movie has the most 2000s genes I've ever seen on a human oh, being. In God, real, they like, all have 2000s fashions to death. Just <laughs> owning that. Especially the kid that I was calling the low rent vote for Pedro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, they all go into the house. Um, of course, uh, most of them go one direction. They split the party and the guy and his girlfriend go up and they find a really immaculate um, table to have sex on. Um, yeah, because when you're when you're in a haunted house where a bunch of people died, the first thing you think of is. Poking. Yeah, yeah. And you and, and you can find a, a completely undust in this house that hasn't been uh, gone into in 20 years. You find a completely undust covered, you know immaculate little desk there to to have your sex on by the way i just want to mention that this guy gave us a charming moment in the movie when he's being being teased at the graduation party for writing poetry and he's like it's poetry girls like it it's great that's why y'all don't get laid what rhymes with boner (laughs) there were a lot of lines that there were a lot of flat lines in this movie (laughs) I don't know if anything landed in this movie. I mean, it was I, totally. I, and what what kills me is is that when the line was delivered, they purposely paused for the laugh. And right. And it didn't happen. No, no, it did not happen. It, it's never going to happen when you watch this thing. But you know, murders, deaths start taking place, and it is in a very Vecna sort of way. Something is like breaking their bones. You know, stretching them out and breaking their bones and and, and bending them and, and contorting them in, in different ways. Um, and slowly they're all getting murdered by something. Um, they eventually figure out um, because don't they find the hand first, like the first hand? Mm-hmm. And it so, always starts with the first hand. Yeah. 
the like first the hand. I saw the first hand, I went, here we go. Yeah, you wrote, you're like, are they going to jigsaw a body back together? <laughs> yes, I'm like, here we go. So they got to find the rest of the body and the, the other hand because secret magician was doing <laughs> secret magic to kill people um, and make a pact with the devil and all that good stuff. Um, as, so they as cut off his hand. Normally do. Yeah. So it was a, it was a, definitely was a cross between, um, uh, oh, what was the name of the Clive Barker? Lord of Illusions and uh, in the House on Haunted Hill. Um, so they cut off the magician's hands back in the good old days um, and uh, buried them separate from his body. And they had to put it all together so that they could, uh, because now they're in a puzzle box ha- uh, mansion as well. Every floor they'd go to, they ended up in the same place again, like. They were trapped in a maze, um, a maze of uh, one green laser pointer and a bunch of uh, strobe lights. (laughs) By the way, I got to mention, I love the fact that they got a hold of the flashlights from the set of the X-Files for this movie, because those are some strong ass beans. I was just like when they when they broke in the house with the flashlights, I was like, damn, those flashlights are so bright. They're magenta. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> them some good light bulbs but yeah so eventually they find one hand they find the other hand they figure out where a uh, secret magician and, and by now udo kier has manifested in the hotel um and so here's the part i have a problem with our main protagonist in this oh God. um who the plot convenience was the um the adopted neighbor from boy meets world um that that's it's not that actor what was his name the guy that was in uh cabin fever i think um yeah i know who you're talking about yeah yeah but it was like a wannabe version of him yeah wannabe version of him was he the reincarnated version of the owner of the house or like where like how do we read that I don't know if he was like a reincarnation of him or if he was like the actual guy. They didn't make it clear. And it's like when that happened, I literally slack jawed was like, what? Because then we started having flashbacks of him in the house with the owner. Yeah. And he's just like master and i'm like what he was a servant what, what, what's like, going where on? did this kid come from like what are we seeing um but uh eventually we get this weird um f- like flashback scene where he is in with because what what udo kier is doing is collecting the souls of everybody that dies in the house that's what his magic does so that he can continue his power over the house and um, and they end up uh, they end up having to resurrect the owner of the house to kill Udo Kier. Yeah, and, <laughs> the original owner, out of the Victorian nowhere. original owner. Yeah, that that came out of nowhere, and I'm like, wait a minute, how did they resurrect this guy? <laughs> yeah, was they, it the poem we, or the magic book or whatever? They, I yeah. I don't know. It just it, all of a sudden he comes walking in. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> he like they're like, yes, he's here. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? And then um and then and they Udo kill Udo Kier. 
Udo Kier looks just as confused as the audience at that point. And they tell him that he has to, like, him and his girlfriend have to leave because the flesh is the sin, and they're going to remove the sin, which means the flesh will die. And if they're in the house when it happens, they're going to die. Um, and the, I, do they escape? I don't remember. They escaped, yeah. They they they, they escaped with the help of Ozark guy because um, – he stabs Udo Kier, and Udo Kier suddenly realizes, I'm not a ghost anymore. I'm a live person. <gasps> oh, no! <laughs> he, literally, he gets that look on his face when he realizes that blood is coming out of his mouth. He gets that he gets that family guy, gay guy look of, oh, no! <laughs> Again, I only, re- I only suggest you watch this movie for Udo Kier. I if you have an hour and a half to watch Udo Kier, just really go for it. This is the movie to watch. Um, but also, you can't watch it unless you buy it. So you got to make that decision for yourself. <laughs> I paid like $15 to get a couple copies of this to Roy and I. So, so yeah, that happened. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that was a movie we watched. So there you go. It, it, it's, and I'll say this. It's not the worst movie we watched <laughs> in our in our spanning time of this show. But um, I, I know I know you say you recommended for the Udo care. I can't recommend this movie myself, um, <laughs> but uh, it was an interesting watch. It wasn't the worst thing we've watched. I mean, I didn't care for it, but it wasn't the worst thing we watched. It was definitely better than Honky. Um, at this point, I think anything's better than Honky. Um, <laughs> That's going to be a hard one to top when it comes to worse films. But. Yeah, we've watched worse films than this. Again, this sits in the low middle of things just because it just lays there. It doesn't. It doesn't go out of its way to be bad. It just is. Yeah. So, anyway, um, as we mentioned in the last episode, uh, in October, uh, November, we start our three-month celebration of Matthew Lillard with Lillard Fair. Uh, we announced that The Curve was the first film, and Andy is here to announce the second film we're going to do in the month of November. What I am. Picked? So we haven't talked about this. Um, the movie that I wanted to do, and we're not I, – um, I don't know if we're going to be able to, but I'm not going to mention that one in case we can. Um, I want to go back to 1994. Um, the movie is streaming on Hulu, so you all can watch along. Um, I want to take us to a movie uh, starring not only Kathleen Turner, but John Waters, <laughs> Ricky Lake. <laughs> oh, uh, this is my first Matthew film Lillard, I've ever seen him in. Yes. Patty Hearst. Is it your first time? No, this is the first movie I've ever seen Math, uh, Matthew Lillard I remember. Oh, God. It's, and I, when I remembered that he played the kid, I... Mm-hmm was like I haven't seen that movie in in 10 or in 10 12 years. So, we're going to watch Serial Mom, baby. Oh, I am I'm happy. You don't have to worry about me, you know, not having it on Hulu or anything. I oh, are you kidding? I'm it's, sure it's you John own it. Waters. Of Tracy Lord. Tracy Lords, Big Stoll, Patty Hearst, Kathleen Turner, John Waters, Ricky Lake, Matthew Lillard, Pussy Willows Dottie. This is going to this this movie is one that I am kind of shocked. What is this movie at this point? I don't hear a lot about it. Is it a cult movie at this point? 
it's a it gay, should be it is definitely a gay camp classic i know that, okay um i mean the the if you've ever seen the movie you never think of pussy willows the same way ever again um, no but uh i i believe it is at least a gay camp classic but i'm pretty sure it is a cult film as well because of kathleen turner's performance <laughs> it has to be like it is it oh yeah i forgot it has suzanne summers in it mm-hmm. it has self yep Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a great movie. And the, and like I said, I, I, I'm shocked that this one isn't mentioned in the same breath as a lot of the, the cult movies because it is campy and it is that level. So I'm, I'm glad I forgot that he was in it. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, that's the one that's it. We're done. We're doing that one. <laughs> Cause the rest of them, I think you and I pretty much know what we are doing. And this yeah. one was the one that I was like up in the air on. Like I, I don't know because the one I really want to do right now isn't available just anywhere. So this one is available. I'll watch it on Hulu. You watched on your copy. Um, <laughs> we're going to have fun with this one. Baby. Oh yeah. This one's going to be fun. All right, gang. Thank you so much for joining us. We're not done yet. We have one more episode coming. Uh, we're going to be talking about the WNUF Halloween special sequel, which, oh my God, you'll hear, you'll you'll hear, you'll hear. Yeah. Um, as if you, you, so if you as if you have any doubts about how we're going to feel about it, regardless, you'll hear. Mm-hmm. All right, gang. Thank you again so much for listening. And again, shout out to the mutant family. Thank you so much for being the awesome people that you are. And we will see you next time. Thank you.